0: You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and
1: Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts
2: are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension.
0: And now here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason.
3: <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to episode fifty-six. And what fifty six and what 56. could quite possibly be the last Masonic Light podcast recorded in my basement. Wayne's They're World, on our no. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, but I don't believe that, I believe it's going to be like uh, Kiss and Cher and everybody that uh, had their farewell tour and we're going to be here in i I'm not coming back, again. we're packing up
4: the gear tonight,
5: oh, strong, oh, strong, whoa,
4: strong. Oh. Strong. whoa. <laughs> no, we're probably not packing the gear up, we'll come oh. back and inventory
3: and organize it all.
4: All right, so mope.
3: so I guess uh, we'll we'll cover that in a little bit, but uh, apparently there's been some progress on uh, Monarchs St- or the new studio six six five. Who? Oh, yeah, six six five. And all uh, you guys have to tell me about it because I actually have had nothing to do with it, and I, that's <laughs> awesome.
0: Your contribution is noted. Although we did put a yellow sticky on the wall with your name on. Oh, it. good. Yeah. Okay. Because we figured at some point we're going to ask you for money. <laughs> So let's do what we
3: always do, um, talk about what we've done. Jason, have you done anything Masonically? Not anything? really. I mean, it's summertime. Work. That's really that's really about it. Just work. Okay. Jack, um, you've been, I guess, getting the basement together.
0: Getting the basement together, um, it's fun when you're... It's hard enough to remodel anything when you're actually using paid contractors. When you're using volunteers, um, it's... It, I, it's like, I don't know, what, what's the phrase? Pushing a wet rope? Yeah. Um, just trying to get everybody to show up and do things. And, and, poor and you really can't yell when somebody's not working hard enough? Yeah. Poor, <laughs> poor, yeah, exactly. I'm going to dock your <laughs> Um, But uh, poor, I, uh, poor Ron had... Go ahead.
5: I've got to say, you've done a masterful job in doing everything you've well, done. Well, when it's all on and the lights come on, then yeah. we can
0: talk yeah. about it. But, okay. um, but poor Ron had um, the lumber... And drywall, scheduled to, uh, that's that, that's Ron Carson of George Grove and Son. Uh,
3: Roofing, siding, anything, windows, anything on the outside of your home?
0: Wonderful people they are. Um, had it all scheduled for all the supplies to be delivered. Um, after he got off work, he was going to meet the truck at the lodge. And, and um, don't you know, they show up at 10 minutes to 12. He's, like, on the other side of Timbuktu and... Um, just because they came early, and so, so it's just it's it's one of those things. All those construction projects are the same. But I uh, yeah,
3: and, and and Ron Ron is a um, our district deputy, so he's very very busy, masonically. I guess that kind of slows down a little bit come July, but he not doesn't a have
0: lot. A, I mean, he's 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 still squaring off the edges and and he's got stuff that he's got to do. But
3: and his gainful employment, you know, his time's kind of. Did we More mention at a the premium than ours. Oh my right gosh! Say, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah, George Grovenson. I'm telling you, they this is their busiest time of the year. Oh yeah, they're. I yeah. mean, they've got crews out constantly.
4: Did we mention that the district deputy works for George Grovenson? I think we covered all that. Did What's, we? Did what, we cover how, George how, Grovenson? How yeah. it, well, they're located you, at 1219 Mannheim Pike in Lancaster.
3: And a big shout out! Thank you guys for donating the lumber and the expertise.
0: So because if we try to build it, yeah. Some of God's chilling just wasn't meant to swing a hammer, and that's us.
4: So, so. if you need a podcast studio built, <laughs> <laughs> you should call George Grovenson at 717-393-0859.
3: Look and for it's the a classic
5: El Camino's. They, they cover all of central Pennsylvania, and I think for the right price, they'll go into Philadelphia as well.
4: Maryland, Delaware.
3: yeah.
5: yeah. All right, yeah.
0: So Enough (laughs) buck-kissing. We love you, George. Speaking of additions, maybe you need a porch Uh, or or something. (laughs) Um, So in addition to that, I'm also arranging this uh, uh, Central Pennsylvania in-gathering for the Allied Masonic Degrees, uh, which is also at our lodge. And um, it is sold out, which is wonderful. Um, Including the return ticket? uh, Yeah. yeah, Yes. Uh, Did he handle that with you? That was great. Okay, great. So uh, that's we're arranging that and caterers and crews and who's helping with what and uh, so that's that that's looming large. That's coming on August 11th um, and on the 10th we're chartering a new AMD council um, out of Ephrata Lodge and uh, Central Pennsylvania. So we're very excited about that. We'll have uh, uh, Yasser Al um with us to do that and. It's all good. If you're a member of uh, AMD and you'd like to be a part of the chartering ceremony, it'll be Friday night the 10th, uh, drop me a private message on Facebook and, and I'll, I'll get back to you. So other than that, I'm done for the summer.
4: Larry, have you done anything? No. Shocking. Hang on, Chuck. You just covered what you did, but then you went into what you're going to do. I'm sorry. Man. So Larry, you've done nothing. You
3: go to, you've gone to how was breakfast this week? I didn't go. Oh
5: it yeah, it was good. It was good. So this
3: is the week that um, the restaurants actually closed. No, but, it was last week. Oh okay, but the the restaurants closed, and but the uh, our friend Kaylee is there. Yep. Cleaning. It's they're like they cl- close and clean for a week, uh, but they let us still come in. But we have to bring our own breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> but but you they, they do make coffee for us. Yeah. And yeah. let us uh mess up their bathrooms. We
5: had right. over twenty, didn't we? About yeah, that was that was four
4: thirty yeah, the Thursday after fourth yeah. of July. That'd
5: be the fifth nice. of July.
4: Yeah. That was the fifth of July. It's amazing and, how that works. And
5: Troy baked a uh, blueberry coffee cake. That was outstanding. And everybody brought donuts. I mean, we had more damn food there than we did in a little bit.
3: And they pray are selling it this week. <laughs> it's on the menu now. <laughs> I think the the most Masonic thing I did was I, I answered the phone the other day, and uh, and you know you guys know I don't like the telephone, but it was a what? it was a phone call on on Google or a uh, Facebook Messenger. Yeah, uh. from Australia. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh.
5: Uh-oh. oh,
0: you, you, Uh-oh. You,
3: so dude. I had to take it because yeah, if it if it was an emergency and somebody needs a kidney three weeks from now, <laughs> I wanted to be there. <laughs> But Steve uh, Austin, Steve Austin, bratboy, oh, I
5: love him. I love so
3: thank him. you, Steve, for uh, reaching out. <laughs> um, apparently, Steve uh, has picked up a a side. I think it's a, a part time job, whatever. But he's working in a, in a restaurant like a, a It's not the our kind of gentleman's club. A real gentleman's club, not 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 the kind where people take their clothes off. What do you mean
0: our kind? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Central Pennsylvania. So,
3: yeah, apparently, like, he called me on his way home at, like, 4.15 in the morning, their time, and um, it was a fun conversation. He drives a woo, everyone, so ah. you can see that, you know, there's lots of money in podcasting. I guess. <laughs> and um, I learned a lot of new terms, like, this show is grass. The show is grass. Grass apparently means cool or good, really uh, okay. good. Okay. So that's, that, right, that's right. the Australian I picked up. Because What? I don't know. Oh, oh, and and beer, he didn't say he was going to have, he had a pint. They had a couple of cups of beer. Or no, not cups, uh, not cups, what's a jar? I think it was a cup. Steve, you have to correct this. It was was cups or jars, but it was something (laughs) bizarre.
0: Mug, jug.
4: Who knows what that guy's saying anyways.
5: (laughs) You know, I got a call from him, 5.30 in the morning. This was months ago. My time, 5.30 in the morning. And I came in, messenger call, and I answered. I saw it was Steve. And it was nighttime there, and he apparently had been hoisting a few. And we had Cups. at least a half-hour conversation. He's a great guy. He's a really great guy. And you're right, though. When Steve drinks, he becomes a little bit less understandable. I understood
3: every word. <laughs> and But he says, yeah, you're the first person that said, like,
4: they could understand me. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was all right. No, I definitely need Ellingworth. I don't know sometimes. No, I need I need Jack Aquilina to to translate. translate yeah, for all of those guys. Yeah,
3: I'm pretty good with most. Sorry, guys. Most of Australia, like it, it's when you get into like Scotland and parts of Ireland, oh, those Scotland, guys, Scotland I, I, I have
0: no clue. Speaking of, I watched seven seasons of Offspring, so I can speak fluent Australian now.
3: All right, so let, we're gonna take a <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna kind of continue our discussion from our previous episode. And we're going to discuss event planning. Hello.
2: Hey, it's Sonic Life podcast. This is Moore again. I just listened to episode fifty-three, but and that Madvigal was a fantastic guest. I really hope they can put together a Spanish-speaking lodge. Anyway, um, a great episode, and, and again, I believe it's coming out of bear. It flowed very smoothly, and uh, you're all to be commended. But this is another lesson that he's in America, so I hate to bring it up again. But, you know, his time has expired. He's like that that old food you find in the refrigerator that's really not good for you anymore, even though you think it's good. So uh, keep up the work. I've got to listen to 54 and 55 in the next couple of days, and I'm caught up. And uh, this is Wednesday. Tomorrow we have Goose and Gridiron breakfast, so maybe we can discuss uh, the uh, elimination of Larry Maris. bye
0: back, and the subject that we're going to talk about, that actually, Larry is going to talk about it tonight. It's his topic, and he's going to run this, and the look of panic on his face is just priceless.
3: Jason, get ready to edit out lots of dead air.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some time. Come on, I want an easy one tonight. So, uh, the topic is uh, project planning, and we talked about this a little bit in last last show, um, that it it's tough because we don't nobody trains the the leaders. You know we have leadership training, but we don't really have leadership training. So project planning is something that comes up all the time, and um, I'm just going to throw it over to Larry and say, Larry, start us off.
5: Well, one of the things, and we were talking about a dinner tonight with drinks
0: uh, <laughs> about
5: about about the we plan
0: those drinks too.
5: We we all kind of unanimously agree that. Uh, our lodges uh, for planning any kind of event for the most part not not entirely but for the most part are pretty devoid of being able to run events successfully like most a lot of people don't quite know what they're doing
0: that's a broad brush to paint with. It is with. a broad
5: brush, um, you'll but get, pretty you'll accurate. You get some, but you'll get some kickback yeah. on that, but. yeah. I expect to, but that's okay.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, I, I would say that probably out of the all the lodges in the United States alone. Plus, I'm not even talking about our friends in Europe or in the in the Far East. They, I would say that probably eighty percent of the lodges that are run by good people have difficulty in doing events. I really do believe that seriously. Well, I mean,
3: I would say that. You know, if our average member age is 70 plus, and it's probably closer to 80 in some of our lodges. Um, I think that's a little high. But like when these men. It feels that way, though, sometimes. When these men joined, Freemasonry was like at its heyday or at least way more popular than today. And if you had a, an event at your lodge and only 10 percent of the men showed up, that filled a room up. Mm-hmm. because, you know, those lodges had a thousand plus men in them. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to try so hard to get a good time because the people that were going to come out came out and, you know, whatever. But now we got to try and stir up that other 90% who aren't going to show up because our, what's my math term, my uh, my delta or whatever, my, my main number has changed. It's much lower.
0: The denominator.
5: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we were talking about this, and and actually, before we really get started, one of the things that Jack and I talked about, too, is we have a certain talent. We have talent within this room. We have been responsible for planning events. We have been responsible for uh, working this kind of a system. I, myself, in the past, was a professional fundraiser for Girl Scouts and for the Arthritis Foundation. We had a planned event. So that was part of our fundraising. Hey, episode.
3: Larry, how are the Girl Scouts doing nationally? Very well. I heard they're all joining the Boy Scouts. Oh, well. Has I arthritis say? been cured yet? That was yet? because Larry left. <laughs> Has arthritis been cured yet, Larry? Yes. No, not I yet. I have two new yeah. hips to prove it. Yeah,
5: oh. yeah. Hey, look at my finger.
0: <laughs> oh, there it is.
5: But, but any, anyway, we have, a, we have a, just in this room alone, we have a lot of talent on being able to plan things and carry things out. It was part, I think, for for you, Jack, I know you have to do that in your job. I had to do that in my job. Mm -hmm. We had to make, I know I was evaluated once a year in my job on my action steps, my goals, my objectives, how did I meet them, what were my actions. I had to go in with a 15, 20-page document to my boss and be evaluated on everything we did. And that was a part of management by objectives, MBO.
0: Well, and and, and part of part of what we have in our structure, just built into the to the at least the American fraternal organization, is I mean, we we tend to we tend to try to have once and done masters, and it's it's difficult because by the time you've learned how to do it, your year's over with, yeah, and 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 you're out. Now we've got a lot of lodges that have four year, five year, you know, repeats, and and guys that have come back to do it over and over again, but that's usually because the lodge is not because the lodge isn't really functioning healthy in, in a healthy way. So they have to come back. So that means that they don't have enough people to do these kinds of things. So there's a, there's a shortage of not the, the knowledge base that Larry's talking about of how to really do that, uh, how to, how to plan an event. I, I was on Facebook today, uh, on Chris Hodep's blog, uh, on, on his Facebook page, he was talking about table lodges. And one of the, um, One of the people who commented on it said, "I'm a I'm a four-time past three-time past master and I'm sitting in the east again now, and I've never seen a table lot. It's Chris Gibson, isn't it? No, I'd love to do one, but I've never seen it. I, I I don't know how to do it. And and my response to him was, pick a date and a venue, announce it to everybody you can find, and then you have to do it. Then you have to figure out how to do it." Right? And, and it, it, for something like that, that's an adequate way to do it, because once you have the deadline, you have the goal, you have the deadline, now you have to, you have to figure out the, the tactical steps to make that happen. So, that's when you reach out to other people and stuff. And we'll talk a little more about the specifics of, of that kind of planning. And
5: but. what you just mentioned here really is the very first step you take in planning any kind of a project.
3: Identify the person like Jack and knows what they're doing and
5: put them in charge of it. No, that's actually second step. First step is basically to have your goal and objective. You know what you said? You know, pick a date, do this, do that. That, That's it. You've got to have a goal. You've got to do that.
3: Uh, We want to have a table lodge on October 1st. Yes. Whatever.
5: That's your goal. That's your first step. And then number two would be who's going to do it. You know, pick people that are going to do it. But pick people you know who are good who are going to do it. Yeah. And that, that's an art right there.
0: Yeah. Um, you have to be careful not to have too many of those people because remember, it only took three to build the temple, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to be careful that you don't get into a management by committee scenario. Correct. Uh, where everything just bogs down on I want this and I'm not if you don't do it my way, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. I know when we did our our remodeling project at the lodge back in 9, there were three of us. And when we ran into a when we ran into a place where the three of us disagreed, we went back to the ritual and said, you know, after mature deliberation, they finally agreed. So we knew we had to agree, but we had to deliberate it. We had to talk it out and work it out. Feats of strength. How did you decide? Feats of strength. Yes, we threw the Festivus pole. <laughs> okay. Yes.
5: Yeah, yeah. So basically, we've covered just in this little little conversation three items right there. Plan your event, develop your objectives, your goal, organize a team, and set a date. Those are the first three things you talked about. That was
0: four, right, Jason? That was four. Okay. That was four. It's a metric system.
5: Oh, it's my number system. Anyway, (laughs) then, then what you want to do after you've done all of this, you've got to begin to brand your event. You've got to get the message out there. Marketing 101.
0: Yeah, we, we we went into this in the last episode about the, the, the many different ways there are to reach the people in our fraternity. And and there's there's some guys that will never respond to Facebook. They'll never respond to an yeah. email. They'll yeah. never respond. You the, the, you know, they need a postcard. They need a phone call. They need whatever. They need somebody to go knock on the door and wake them up so they... You know, but
5: that's also a part of the
0: of, of getting, a, the, getting the information of yeah. out there. Yep.
5: You've got to use every facet that you could possibly yep. use in order to get your message out. Yep. Some Pony Express maybe, who knows?
3: Yeah, but, I'm, I'm guilty of that by being very busy Masonically, that just a Facebook invite or some sort of thing like that might not be enough to make me block that date out of my calendar. Mm-hmm. But if somebody somehow tracked me down and asked me, and I open my calendar up in front of them. If there's nothing on that
4: date, I will do it. Okay. You know the other part too. I think, especially considering all of us are salespeople, is that using the tools. And I think that you know Freemasonry is catching up to all the tools that are out there: Mailchimp, Facebook, you know, you name it. You know, we're using it. But <clears throat> excuse me, we all have something else to do. Right, like it. it, it and even though it's a Masonic event, we 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 want we want to be supportive and go to the mall. But the reality is, is that that we don't go to the mall, and we go to the ones that pique our interest the most. And I feel like if you just put a Facebook event, for example, there's a Masonic event on uh, online at the moment, and it's a particular event, and the event picture has nothing to do with the event, right? So it's like that doesn't look very exciting. It's like I don't want to throw anybody on the bus, but it's like we're going to go do X, Y, Z, and here is a picture of A, B, C. No, it's not yours because your
3: guys are standing in front of a cave. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's the cave. Exactly, right?
3: Because yeah. if they were in the cave, the, the photo
0: would be crappy because it'd be too dark. It'd be a cave. But my point, but my point being is, well, that's now you are getting into the into the nuts and bolts of good marketing,
4: right? And well, that, and, and, and selling it, like for example, right. even though it's not necessarily, well, it's really not Masonic. It's Masonic in the sense that you do it, but what you do, right? You are saying a Stumble it's not just here's a handful of facebook events like you've yes i know you have a team of people but there is there it's being sold right there's pictures like this is going to be fun this is going to be great you know like i, I feel like maybe it's because we're so busy maybe it's because we're not great sales people but you know you've got to hustle and you've got to put out there like here's all the great things that are going to happen you know for example our friends over at the masonic roundtable did that 300 event and they busted their butt and they were constantly posting about different things that were going to be happening we just added a new speaker we've got this yeah and they, it was a huge success i mean it, it yeah. really yeah i i did not go
3: to the event right but their marketing hit me multiple multiple times
0: right. just talking marketing about is it. repetition
3: yeah but and, i mean so that's a good step, but if we could back it up a little bit, if you look at some existing things on your calendars, and here's, an, here's something that we're running, like tall cedar is a great example. There's five forests in the United States that still have a junior, I'm sorry, a, a grand tall cedar ball, and the attendance for them is way down. And it's the five in like right around Lancaster County. The rest of the United States abandoned these years ago because it's just not something people want to do because they're dressing up fancy all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, sometimes you need to look at an event. And is this event failing because we're not trying hard enough? Or is it time to
0: kind of retire this event? Is it obsolete? Yeah. But before we, even, before we even get to the marketing side of it, there's another aspect, that I'm sure it's on list. Oh, yeah, list. And,
5: I, and actually the way I do it, and it's, it's my way, and I, I think a lot of other people probably do, too. The right open. after you develop the event, the event, the goal and objective, what I do is I develop a master plan. Right, You've got to have a plan, and basically I lay it out MBO style. I'm going to have a column of everything that I have to do by month, by week. That has to be taken care of, and I'm going to start to the ver- at the very top when the event takes place and work my way all the way back down three, four, five months later.
0: Can I take you back one step further? Go ahead. You have to have a budget.
5: Well, yeah, but that, you have, to that have,
0: you have to have a financial goals. You have to know what your revenue stream is and where the money's coming from. And
5: but that should be part of your your MBO plan. That should it, be part of your action plan mm-hmm. because that has to be developed uh, in conjunction with the committee that you're going to work with. The people that are going to help you out. Okay, mm-hmm. no, that, that's a good
3: point because a lot of the things that we do, we kind of do them. Sorry, Jason, half-assed and. <laughs>
4: Well, I'm just trying to do my best little
3: barber. Jordy, Jordy, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) Oh, if it wasn't radio, it would be really funny. Oh, my goodness. That's got to
0: go on Facebook right there.
3: I mean. Right, but I mean, you got to sit there and and get some of these things planned way ahead of time because we're a slow organization when it comes to voting on moving money around. Mm Mm-hmm. And if it didn't happen in this meeting and now you magically need money for something, it's a month till the next meeting. So you got to get it. Hey, hey, Jason, welcome back.
4: I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too funny. I'm with you.
3: Have you ever, Jason, have you ever planned an event? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any that worked? Oh. Successful? Oh. No. Or any that were unsuccessful
4: or any that were <laughs> successful? Oh you know I did the uh the early march um lecture series, yeah, and it was okay that, there there no, wasn't
5: that was successful. thought there it was, was great there it wasn't was as many
4: people there as I had hoped, but you know the other thing is that you learn from your your mistakes too you know and that and that's that's kind of the post
0: mortem you know after the event's done and by the way, one event is not a series is there another working <laughs> 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 poorly planning on just it. Just saying. Um, you know. <laughs> All right. Just put a
3: pin in that. Larry, add that to the end of your list. If it's not there already, the post-mortem. Post-mortem. Like, after your event's done, you need to have a meeting about what worked, what didn't work. Are mm-hmm. we going to do this again? If we're going to do it yes. again, yes. can we yes. do it better?
5: Yeah. Yes. Like, we're thinking about doing an annual dinner. We want to do it over and over. So we have to, part part of it is to have the postmortem, is, is to evaluate. Yeah. Uh, rather, instead of a postmortem, uh, call it an evaluation of the event.
4: And I put out a survey monkey to uh, all you, because you had to register online for that event. So mm-hmm. I, I had everybody's email addresses, so I put out a survey monkey. And, and got some really good feedback. Uh, to answer your question, Jack, we wanted to do one in the fall, and there was so much going on masonically that I just don't know what weekend is.
0: I don't know how much more you can cram into a Masonic right. calendar.
4: Yeah, so it might become an annual, as opposed to a biannual at this point. So, but yeah, I got a ton of good feedback. So it was, it was really, you know, myself and Jim Stevens. So and, and and we've talked at length about what worked and what didn't. But we got some really good. And feedback. And what's in
3: common, St- Jim is another person who's worked in sales
0: right well business in general yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah i mean yeah no offense to our you know everybody can be a mason from all occupations but there's just certain occupations that lend itself better to the planning and marketing because we have to do it every day mm-hmm. so
5: yes exactly
3: so find those people
0: in your lodge you know who has those skill sets, yeah.
5: Yeah, and that's all part of the identity of who has the skill sets. Right. Uh, you, you, when, you When you do this, you want to be able to recruit a good committee uh, to be able to do all of those action steps because one person isn't going to be able to do it all. Right. So you have to have a group of people, four or five good people. Uh, who can delegate and who can follow up and who can report back to you that, hey, this is being done.
3: All right, let's recap our guests.
5: Where, what, are our, what are your steps again? Steps, number one, is to basically plan your event. Your, in other words, develop an event goal. Like we're going to hold a dinner. We want to raise $5,000. That's your goal. The second step is to basically set a date, organize your team, get your committee people on there that will help you with the project. Then you help you create a, a, a master plan. You create your uh, management by objectives, your plan of action, in mm-hmm. other words. And then then you then you begin to brand your event, get your message preliminarily out there. That step three is the marketing. That'll be step four. Okay. And, uh, basically, then when you're meeting and you're getting all this stuff out of the way, you're determining your administrative process, who's going to do what, who's going to do this, what kind of follow-up, what kind of timetable you're going to develop. Uh, and and then you're going to identify like if we put a dinner together we want to have entertainment we want somebody to be able to do that we put a dinner together we want to have an open bar and earn some money we'll need somebody to do that we'll need an event space we're going so we have to develop partnerships with businesses that can support us we're gonna need someone to cater we
0: have to develop that part that partnership. you're totally giving away our our event
5: our, no well that's fine I'm I'm giving the <laughs> giving the structure away please so, don't
0: let Larry be in charge of it so. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, just, I mean, to go, to go back a little bit up your list to, to, the mas- to building the master plan or the, the MBO part of it. When I put my events together, I try to find myself a quiet place and, and actually live through the event and walk through it in my mind in real time. And it's amazing how many nooks and crannies you find when you do that. Like when I was planning the lodge in the woods, okay, how are we going to do this? We're going to have to get all this stuff up there, so I'm going to need a truck. I'm going to need this, you are going to have to. Okay, and then the people come and they're going to have the food, so I got to have the food over here, and so just walking it through in your mind, in in real time, um, really a couple of times, gives you an opportunity to really spell out how that event is going to is going to unravel. Um, and it, it opens up a lot of, oh. and, and it sounds
3: obvious, but like Jason mentioned it with, in regards to like a communication, our last episode, after you've planned it through and read it through your mind a bunch of times, show it to someone else. Oh yeah. Because, you know, I'll ask my, my, my wife and I have completely different skill sets. She's very analytical. She's a mathematician. She's just very like, what is that? Right brain? Whereas I'm like left brain, I'm very creative and just you know on the spot free thinker, and you know so even like a Masonic event where she may not have that history before before me, like she always catches a few things that I didn't know I missed. Mm-hmm.
5: So, well, it's one of the things talking about the dinner, and I think I shared this with you. I'm recruiting people, men and women. Now, women aren't Masons, obviously. But women get things done, and you're right, Pete. They're more analytical. A lot of them are more analytical than men are. And they have more of a desire to make things happen. Well, I'm not
3: going to make a generalization about women in general. I've learned that lesson 100 times. Yeah. But I'm just saying my specific specific case, (laughs) my wife's an actuary. She is a mathematician. Right. So like, that's just how her brain works. I'm a failed half-assed artist. Like, like, that's how my brain works. Um, and I, I, I can't trigger it. You said, said
4: half-ass twice this show already. Right? So that's a full-ass. Yeah, there you
5: go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larry. Uh, yeah, and of course, when you're going along, too, always in the back of your mind, as you're doing all these steps, establishing your budget is very primary of importance as well. How many times have we been in a lodge when somebody proposes an idea? Let's have a sub-sale. No. Oh no! Okay, well, I think what, Pete what, just what had a stroke. No one, no one, no one has an idea <laughs> of how many buns de- Pete does because he does this. Well,
3: as an example, I was the um, I was the voice of doom. The, la- the The last time I ever went to the, the Lamberton Lodge fellowship night, I felt like like the bad dad that came in and put his foot down and ruined everybody's party. Buzzkill! All these guys, everybody was talking about. We were going to have they were going to have a um, a a beef bar, a barbecue sandwich sale, and they're going to do it downtown on a certain night. Yep, yep. And the money was going to go to this charity, which isn't a Blue Lodge charity, but we'll we'll get past that a little bit. And it sounded great, but then, like nobody did the numbers, like the the cost that of that of the ingredients, and then what we were going to sell, we were going to have to like sell like eight million sandwiches to break even and it was never going to happen. And tractor trailer of sandwiches. Rolling like, in sandwich. like if it was a really successful night, we were going to make a hundred bucks. And my thing was, I'll pay you a hundred dollars tonight if we don't have this fundraiser <laughs> and then we can all just do something. And, um, yeah, then it didn't happen. You know,
5: it didn't.
3: So, but anyway, yeah, that's it,
0: <laughs> Does a fundraiser make sense? Does an event make sense? Right. And that's that's the budget part, right? That's yeah. the how, Exactly. Exactly. What, what's our revenue target? How are we going to achieve that? Exactly. What do we have to do? How many tickets do we have to sell? How many whatever, you know, how much cost is going to be outlaid before we start seeing any money coming in and and do we need to seed money? Do we need to have corporate sponsors to, or or lot sponsors to kick into this? So there's, there's, there is a lot to these things, but I, what, I, I guess what I'm wrapping around to is don't be afraid to do this, right? Because this is Blue Lodge, and the whole idea behind Blue Lodge is to grow as an individual. So if, if you're off-put by the idea of pulling together a project like this, take it as a personal challenge. Take it as a personal growth opportunity. Here's what you're building. I'm going to do something that I've never done before. And there's people out there that are willing to help you do this. I know we would, any one of us would gladly help somebody who had an idea and wanted to do it. But the the I, I've heard so many guys saying, "Well, I've never arranged a dinner in my life, and I wouldn't know how to arrange a well. I've never done any of the stuff that I did either until I did it." Mm-hmm. So do it. And if you screw it up, then learn from it, because you won't learn from anything you don't do. So just do it. Just you know, pick a day, find a venue, declare to the world that you're going to do it, and then figure out how. It's mm-hmm. really not that hard. And at the end of the day, guys, you're Masons, and you're working with other Masons, and we're all there to help you. So don't be afraid to fail, because even if you fail, you're going to grow from it, Right?
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: So let's kick this off to a break time. I think Larry's well, got to pee.
4: Well, speaking of some events, maybe we should listen to. Uh, there was an event uh, a couple weeks ago, Past Master Night. Ah, we heard from Rick Bledsoe in the last uh, episode. Yeah, we Yeah, did. He, it was he, a nice cut he he in.
3: scolded me.
0: Yeah, you were dissed. <laughs> Bam. Oh, Larry. Okay, Larry's, everybody. Larry's waving his hands. Larry, Larry's, Larry's got to pee. Really,
5: hey, I had beer tonight. Oh, I, I really need to go back. <laughs>
0: All right,
4: let's cue communication breakdown again. <laughs>
0: Hey, podcast listeners, it's Jack. Uh, Hey, you've heard us talk about a couple of things. You've heard us talk about this new Studio 665 that we're working on, and you've heard us talk about project planning. So, the first thing you should understand is that we did zero planning on this Studio 665 project. So, from a budget standpoint, we have no money, and uh, we're reaching out to our podcast listeners. If you like this show, and you'd like us to continue doing it, and maybe even get you a little better quality over the long haul. Uh, we'd really appreciate your kicking in a couple of bucks. I think uh, one of our listeners set thirteen dollars as the uh, go-to number for a donation. So if you can, we'd really appreciate your kicking in just a couple of dollars. Doesn't have to be anything major, but um, just help us. Uh, if you, what, what do we say? A donation of thirteen dollars gets your name a on a note. yellow sticky note uh, that will stay on the wall for at least two weeks. So that's it. Thank you very much. And uh, I think the next time you hear a podcast, it's going to be recorded at Studio 665.
3: Yeah, so jump on our website, uh, MasonicLight.com, and you can uh, follow the link for our studio uh, money thing. Bye-bye. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm welcoming you back because everybody else is looking at each other like, "Who's going to talk? Who's going to do that?" Wait, what? <laughs> Jack said, "Let's go." So we we went,
4: and right. then we we didn't.
3: All right. So I mean, look, you could listen to the show. I hope you didn't have your pen out because we didn't give you a very concise list of things to do, but we could and we may.
4: But oh, well, uh, well, I'm curious. You know, so Pete, you you do Santa Stumble, and it's a, a huge fundraising event. Probably one of the biggest fundraising events, shy of like, um, uh, what's the big one that I'm thinking? Why can't I the the, 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 United Way give the big yeah the the extraordinary the extraordinary gift? Well, I would say for the fact that
3: our most common donation is ten dollars, like it's pretty amazing that we're raising thirty plus thousand dollars, because
4: you know. And the first year, what did you raise? Oh, a thousand. Mm -hmm. Right. So, what is? What's the 32nd key to your success with that event? Why is it so successful at this point? I think
3: just because it's fun. And, and the, like in any sales, word of mouth is the, is, the, is, the, is the best marketing. So if people have a good time and they really enjoy themselves, they're going to tell other people. And the next time you do it, there's more people. Every year, we've seen a steady increase, and we've done nothing extra. In fact, we've actually backed it down the past couple years because we just kind of go through the motions now. We just know, okay, hey, it's September. This thing's in two months. We should probably do something. and. We have one person that does all the, like, reaches out to the bars. One person reaches out to entertainment. Uh, and here's, I
0: re- here's Larry's theme, uh, team theory, right?
3: And I reach out to the tickets. And then we stay in yes. touch in a Facebook group. So we all know everybody's doing their job. Communicate. And yep. uh, it's successful.
4: That's Should it. we wrap it up and uh, take a quick break? And oh, we want to basically
5: want like, oh. take the time to say that. Or did I say this earlier? Oh, sweet lord! No, ah, never mind. Go no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, we got. Oh, a, we may be missing a you, great you have, way to you pick on you. You have news for tonight? I do not. Okay, well then we can use Dave Ellingworth's news. His report from his five-week honeymoon in Europe. Larry, Larry, do you do you have a man crush on Dave Ellingworth? I think, I think so. because so. you keep pushing
3: this this conversation with David.
5: You know, I made a I I made a commitment to the man to get this thing on there. That's all. Ask him right. to be our Australian. So Lori wants reporter. to
0: get it on with David Ellingworth. So, project.
5: <laughs> Dave just got married. He's project planning
3: on number one. Don't com- don't promise something that you're not in charge of delivering.
4: <laughs> best to get it on,
3: Jason. In, in the long run, since we we can't afford to pay a a, a producer, we're we just kind of have to whatever the volunteer Jason wants to do for us, we.
0: Say thank you, and it's amazing. I haven't been fired yet, <laughs> right? By the way, now would be a great opportunity to drop your uh, thank you to the guys at Goose and Gridiron. Um,
4: yeah, so we heard uh, you know a plea for uh, assistance uh, to make Studio Six Six Five the most awesomest podcast studio ever. OLMG! <clears throat> but uh, I wasn't there, but uh, I hear that the uh, the hat was passed. At uh, Goose and Gridiron, because uh, a lot of the Goose and Gridiron guys that attend that breakfast, breakfast are uh, fans of the podcast. And just in a matter of minutes, uh, they raised over 100 bucks just through uh, you know a couple dozen guys. That is awesome. So if you are listening and you attend the uh, Goose and Gridiron Breakfast uh, Masonic Light podcast, we certainly thank you. Thank you. So yeah. we don't know exactly who donated how much, so you're going to get a yellow sticky that's going to stay up for four weeks. <gasps>
5: Wow. Four weeks. Wow.
3: Thank you, guys. That was uh, yeah,
4: very generous. And absolutely. Do you think that we could call the money that they donated a gag gift? Gag. Gag. Goose and gridiron. Gift. No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> The crickets, <laughs> yeah. You need to lay over some, some crickets over that. Like, <laughs> is there a tumbleweed sound effect? <laughs> I guess the dad jokes only get the eye rolls from the kids. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to break and then we're going to go home. How's that? Oh, listen to Dave Illingworth and then we'll go home for oh. a minute or two. For a minute or two, I, I we love you, Dave.
5: Chickens and roosters tonight, too.
3: Oh, god, love. we'll never forget oh yeah. Larry. Oh,
5: yeah, no. <laughs>
4: There was chicken and roosters in the last one.
5: Yeah, there's going to be again tonight, too. I've got some good ones here. Start
4: roasting those roosters. Oh, boy. We'll be back.
1: Sorry, it's a bit loud on the ferry. I'll start recording now. Greetings all, Dave Dillingworth from the Broad to Light Masonic Podcast here. We're doing a special on-report and on-honeymoon report for the uh, Masonic Live Podcast over here in sunny England. I'm currently on the uh, ferry returning from Ireland back to London for another week before I'm heading off to Germany and then France. So apologies for the noise, it's a little bit loud out here. I just wanted to give a bit of an update as to how my trip's been. I started arrived in London, where I spent about a week there. During such times, I decided to check out the United Grand Lodge of England. I tell ya, that is a fantastic building. I've never seen a more impressive Masonic Centre in my life. It had about four or five floors, um, it was just amazing, unfortunately they weren't doing tours on the day I went uh, and I left shortly thereafter so I haven't been able to do a tour but I'm back this week so hopefully I'll be able to get to a tour but while I was there I had a chance to go through their museum, fantastic museum, saw some fantastic artefacts from Masonic History including Winston Churchill's Master Mason's apron which was just amazing and a grandmaster's chair. Now when I say Grandmaster's chair, I mean Grandmaster's chair. This thing had to be at least seven foot tall and about one to two foot wide. It was impressive. A, a sight to be to be amazed at. Uh, and very fitting for any uh, pretty much any Grandmaster or universal uh, dictatorships like uh, Jack Aquilina. I'm sure he'd love the chair. Uh, he may be a bit small in it, but you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. Um, be sure to check out the Brought to Light Masonic Podcast, an Australian podcast on Freemasonry, and of course, be sure to stay tuned to our friends here at the Masonic Light Podcast. Have a good day. Cheers from Ireland.
3: And welcome back, everyone. Yeah, baby. Episode 56, and we're wrapping everything up here in the studio, and sadly, it may be the...
4: Last time in the oh, studio. Violin music here. So we are calling off from labor. So we're not going to be recording our July 23rd episode, which would air on the 30th. Yeah, we typically record every other Monday night and release every other Monday every night. Night. the other following Monday night. nights. Yeah.
3: But we're going to take a break.
4: We are. And hopefully we can get into the studio in the beginning of August. But uh, maybe we'll be the back half of August we'll see how that pans out.
0: No. It will be the first of August. It will be before the uh
4: And and the goal the goal
3: is not just being in a new studio. And of course yeah, the the first episode I'm sure will be just us talking about the new studio. But we're going to have um kind of a slightly new format. You just guys you guys just don't know about it yet, but we're going to have a new format. I mean the uh the people in the show don't know my, about it.
4: My money's on the back half of August. We'll see. Jack, Jack is hopeful that we're going to be in there in early August.
0: I, I told all the guys that are working on it that July 31st is the, is the drop dead.
4: So. Well, when we talk about what's going on in the next couple of upcoming weeks, I will be in Lexington, Massachusetts when we record in August.
3: Um, are you kind of excited? You get to fill in and you're going to like the, I don't know, the, the motherland of Scottish right. Northern Masonic
4: Jurisdiction. Yeah, so it's the uh, it's the Secretary Treasurer meeting, which used to be uh, held simultaneously with the uh, Supreme Council meeting. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun. My boss, my boss can't go. I am sad though that while I'm in Lexington, uh, Massachusetts, I will be missing the event the, you planned—the constituting of the AMD Council, which Jack invited me to come charter with. Him. Are we still going
0: to let him in? Oh. What's it worth here, Jason?
4: You kind of got to be present. How about I edit, uh, let me think about this, 46 (laughs) episodes of a podcast I don't get paid for. Oh, fine. (laughs) So, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, But I am probably going to take an extra day while I'm up there, which will uh, make our recording day a travel day for me. But uh, I think I'm going to poke around Boston when it's over and try to hook up with Joey.
0: We could record on the 30th of July. Week. well, we can Which record it It is a again. Monday. It's the fifth Monday. And we should be done on or by week. Oh, that it's day. a bye week.
4: Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, we'll talk about that offline. So right. that's a great idea. Yeah, you people don't need to hear this. And we also uh are hoping pay no attention to the connect man behind with the curtain. Uh, Nicholas Lane. So he he's gonna be driving through our neighborhood on business. So we're hoping And the, uh, we're hoping to hook up with him. Sounds good. Um thought thought surprise
3: No, I no, I heard, I think I heard that. I heard rumors of that. Yeah, there you go.
4: Um, are we going to talk about what else is going on next couple of weeks? Anything for you? So, well, for the district, in the First Masonic District, we have skydiving coming up on the 21st, which, by the time you hear this, will be pretty quick. But, uh, so our, our thoughts and prayers for the brothers that didn't make it. Yeah, so visit our—, our And uh, if there is actually an accident, then we're going to have to get it'll be on, this. It'll We're going to have C- to kill this episode. It's it'll be on CNN. So uh, it's up in Lebanon. There's uh, there's a skydiving slash airport up there. Uh, so check our Facebook page, Check checkfirstmasonic.org. And it sounds like there's not too many seats left for the actual skydivers. However, there's plenty of ground uh, for us, uh, for those of us that can't jump. So we're gonna we're gonna go out there. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna have some grub. Uh, There's full full facilities to you know use the men's room and ladies' room. Are we allowed to bring
3: paintball guns and and shoot them on
4: their way down? No, it's been requested that we bring shovels, and uh, you know, (laughs) probably a snow shovel for some of these guys. (laughs) No, there's no request for shovels, but uh, yeah. So Masonic skydiving trampolines. Visit like firstmasonic.org. Visit our Facebook page, and uh, that's that's aside from uh, I'm getting ready for Council of Deliberation. That's the big. It will actually have already happened when you hear this, but it's the uh, Scottish Rite version of the state level quarterly communication. So it's a it's a. Speaking of planning events, we've been you know we plan this. It takes us a year to put this together, and, <coughs> so.
3: And you'll be discussing lots of things you can't discuss with us.
4: No, oh, no, it's open. Public can come. Oh, okay. So they do their their you know uh, MSA and thirty third nominations all in private and. Um There are. I I would assume there's meetings about that, but I am not. But you're not privy to it, so. (laughs) Nope. I can. uh, I can be privy to the 30th. Who's going to get the 32nd degree uh, this year? I'm privy to that. Anybody that shows up. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Anybody. It's pretty close. With a a pulse (laughs) in a wall, it will take you.
0: Absolutely. So we have the cave degree coming up on September the 15th. Tickets are still on sale uh, through Eventbrite. So go on Eventbrite.com, type in 2018 Cave Degree, and you should come up with it. Uh, it's a barbecue dinner. It's very nice. Uh, cave exploration at uh, Indian Echo Caverns. Easy, Pete. And I just got to tell you, like, even though there's a lot of caves... And there are no scuba divers There's a lot involved. of negative
3: cave things in the news right now. It's not... No. It's not that kind of cave. The elevation's really high. Yes. So we're going to be fine.
0: Yes. Um, so um, God, uh, pray for those kids anyway. Um, but... Um, but anyway, go on eventbrite.com, look up 2018 Cave Degree, buy your ticket, come out and join us.
3: Larry, you have nothing going on, right?
5: Nothing going on other than Goose and Gridiron here every Thursday. Um,
3: I, I have uh, Tall Cedars. We have uh, Ladies Night coming up uh, July 24th, I believe. Oh, yeah, I'll be at that. And um, <clears throat> once oh, again, oh, yeah. I have no idea why it's called Ladies Night, where it's a picnic the same as any other picnic we're at the vfw um and we do a white elephant sale but some reason it's called ladies night we don't know why um what but do it's fun for, what do you get for an elephant it, yeah it's fun um yeah. white elephant white sale and chinese me. auctions i think they're both well, like uh, politically incorrect, politically incorrect <laughs> but we're going to deal with it all right and then the uh, in gathering i get to be uh what's that august August 11th. August 11th. Yeah. Um, I will be selling merchandise. I'll be selling, uh, I'll be downstairs selling scarves during the normal presentations.
0: And other things.
3: So you guys could um, sell my ticket if you need to.
0: I had a couple other uh, famous podcasters promise to send me their stuff um, to uh, sell on consignment at our in gathering. Nice. I have not. So by the time you hear this, get that in the mail.
3: Yeah, please. And then. for the AMD portion of that in gathering, where it's just AMD members only, um, I will be the in the I'll be an actor in one of the degrees. Yes, I will be the Tyler for the
4: Order of the not the Scarlet Cord. What I in that, but um,
0: you're doing uh, Saint
4: Lawrence. Saint Lawrence the Martyr. You guys are the, doing Saint Lawrence the Martyr and what's the other
0: one you're doing? Another one. The Noah one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so... Well, I'm only in... I'm going to be downstairs washing dishes, so... I'm so really bummed gonna I'm not going to get to see these. <laughs> yeah, so
3: I, I'm only in the one, so uh, I have to put my tuxedo
4: on so you'll you be, guys get to see that. That's a, that's you'll a treat. You'll fabulous. Oh, I know another event. It's it's not nearly as exciting as the AMD in Gathering, but if you are in the central Penn area... Uh, there's a handful of guys from Lamberton and myself that uh, well, I guess I'm in Lamberton, too, uh, that have been doing a really loose uh, get together for coffee on Saturday morning. So kind of following the success of Goose and Gridiron. So if you're uh, out and about and want to do coffee, uh, coffee with chumps, coffee with your chumps, coffee with your chumps. <laughs> Uh, it has been it has been nicknamed uh, coffee in the craft, and once a month we uh, we go down to the barbershop, or one of our brothers is a is a barber, and a couple guys get their hair cut. So it's a lot looser. It's not always necessarily the same place, but uh, keep your eye on Facebook, and we can we can share the next get together of that. But uh, nice. about half a dozen of us get together, and we hang out way too long till you know get together at eight thirty nine in the morning, hang out till noon one, drink coffee. It's a good time. Yeah, have fun. Nice. <laughs> That's not very nice Too early You don't have to come for, for How often do you have to get your hair cut? Once a month We go down to the barbershop And the guys can get their hair cut
3: All right I haven't, seen, I haven't seen I haven't
4: gotten an invite yet So we'll see You just did Oh, there we go yeah. Well, I will in a week When we, we hear this Larry, uh, Larry Hudson is, is kind of the, the main organizer And he's doing a good job He's an getting, organizing kind of guy Getting everybody together And, you know, just grassroots organic It's fun Larry, take us out of here
0: all right. Cue the chickens.
5: All right. Chickens, music, All right, let's go. Thank
3: you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> All right. See you later. <laughs>
5: All right. Here we go. I want to say special thanks. This may be our last show at Monarch Studios. And I want to thank Lady Stephanie for tolerating us as long as she has.
0: Yes, yeah, true that. Was, and we brother, brother, brother
5: Pete for making this available. It really, it really has been a fun thing to do. It really has. To me, it's been one of the highlights of of my. My journey in Freemasonry. So
3: Rocco's really going to miss not having Jack here to bark at.
5: <laughs> you mean having Jack not here to eat?
0: <laughs> uh, bring a picture. <laughs> Put yeah. a fez on and bring a picture.
5: <laughs> our also, special thanks to uh, Jason Lewis, our producer, who always does a great job. Jack Harley, our news director, who's slacked. who slacked. Who's been? Yeah, well, I understand you're managing the building project, and we're not picking on you at all. Also, want to give thanks to our staff physical. Fitness trainer. (laughs) Yeah. Ida Give Up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. That was
0: good. That was good. Finally.
5: Our uh, our 401k statement analyst, Dowson Burnham. A special (laughs) Mm -hmm. shout out to, uh, oh, I have a friend that's retiring from air traffic controller. Uh, Real, real good friend. We were in the Navy together. Yolanda, you lucky. (laughs) Uh, And Jack, since you're flying, you won't get to see her or, or hear her, rather. Our assistant transportation coordinator, Orson Buggy, and yes. to our anger, I like that one. our anger, He's they've management.
3: He, he must have hired a comic. this this week.
5: Uh, to our anger management coach, Kirsten Hollard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> you actually got me to laugh. Oh, it right. took a minute. Wow, that settled right
1: in. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This Absolutely. is Larry.
4: That's Larry. <laughs> That's also Larry. Oh, I'm gonna miss your basement, Pete. <laughs> oh well, you're welcome to come hang out anytime you want. I think before we sign off, we need uh, I'll have to turn the uh, the the mixer down, but I think we should. Uh, is is Lady Stephanie upstairs? She is, but she's wrangling dogs. We should we should yell really loud. No, she'll big...
0: think somebody fell and needs no. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Stephanie. Yeah. Well,
4: sure. Well, yeah. let's just thank you. Thank all right, fine. Thank you, Stephanie. I mean, thank all right, and then I'll step. play it in a week. Yeah. <laughs> sign for Monarch Studios, this is Jason Lewis, Jack Harley,
5: Larry Mears, Seth Anthony.
4: <laughs> <laughs> See you in the new studio. Bang.